This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. There are also references to depression. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <sighs> Guilt. Ah, shame. Guilt and shame, aren't they just lovely emotions to have? Lovely feelings. Joking, obviously. Fuck off guilt and shame, especially when it comes to eating disorders. Get a grip and go away. Thanks. So, with that lovely intro, today we are talking about the guilt and shame that we feel related with eating and our eating disorders. And what do we say to guilt and shame? fuck right off. Say it with me. Fuck right off. Thank you. I mean, honestly, we could have finished the episode right there because guilt and shame sucks, but it's not that easy to get rid of. So that's what we're here to talk about today. To give you an idea of what we're talking about today, let me share some things with you. We're going to talk about what guilt is, different types of guilt, the guilty feelings that we get, and then what is shame, shame behaviors, and then the difference between shame and guilt. And then we're going to talk a bit about the brain that has to do with guilt and shame and the impacts of guilt and shame, and then how we can break the eating disorder guilt shame cycle. Okay. So before we get started on everything, I just want to share what just happened to me. Guess. Go on, guess. Wrong. Now, I have no idea what you said, but pretty much I went and had my Muay Thai session, which was awesome, fun and tiring. Then I went to the sauna, which was hot. But in the sauna, my lovely boyfriend decided to ask if I wanted to, you know how they have that, the water station in there to refresh yourself? He asked if I would like some, and I was like, yes, please, thank you. He was going to wet my hair, and what did he do? The cheeky little gerbil decided to wet my face. Yeah. And yes, it sounds refreshing, doesn't it? Surely that's what I thought as well, but no. It went in my eyes. I was not expecting it, and then I decided to wipe my eyes, as it happened more than once. And now... My eyes are as red as Christmas Day. My face too, might I add, but that's just because of the sauna. And you'd think this pain and this agony would stop there. And don't worry, I'm just yapping on. It's not, it's not too big of a deal. But you know what happened after that? I went and had my nice shower. I used my lovely curly hair products. And then I decided to itch one of my piercings. Now this ear piercing is called a rook. Go Google it if you don't know, so you can follow along with me. And I decided to itch it extremely hard. I'm going to say that it was because I was hot. But it's not really an excuse, is it? Because I just went ham. And I feel like there was a little voice inside my head that said, don't do it that hard, Ali. You never know what may happen. And I said, no. And I itched it extremely hard. And you know what happened? (laughs) Trigger warning for grossness but the earring dug into my skin and I was like holy shit and then I had to proceed to be treated by my lovely boyfriend who had to put it back in my ear properly 
it was bleeding, it was a nightmare and need I say more? But it's okay, so here we are and hello and welcome to Eat With Ali podcast episode number 17. I hope you enjoyed my little story time. I'm still here recording this podcast after what seems like a nightmare fuel experience, but that's okay because next time I know to listen to that little voice that said don't fucking do it because I did fucking do it and yeah that was definitely painful but lesson learned so honestly I'm proud of myself for not completely breaking down and going and screaming and yapping and and not completely lose my mind as my ear and my eyes were in great doo-doo So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode about guilt and shame and eating disorders so we can say, say with me again, fuck off guilt and shame. And honestly, even if this doesn't have to do, maybe you're listening to this episode without an eating disorder. Maybe you just saw the guilt and shame and you're like, I hate you. And so you can listen to this episode and apply these tips and tricks and just have more knowledge on what guilt and shame is so you can... Get rid of it, at least in very unhelpful and unnecessary scenarios, okay? So yes, this this episode does apply to eating disorders, but it most definitely applies to a lot of situations in your life, but we can also try to get rid of it when it's unhelpful for us. I mean, obviously, if you've done something wrong and you're like, shame, you shouldn't have fucking done that, then fair, that's going to help you learn and grow from that and also a very important thing that we have to do is forgive ourselves an upcoming episode by the way how to forgive ourselves because sometimes and it's actually pretty associated with guilt and shame you just feel so guilty and you start to suffer and get trapped in this horrible horrible feelings and emotions cycle of feeling shit about yourself and then just refusing to forgive yourself and let go so stay tuned for that that will be an upcoming episode soon I mean, I struggled to forgive myself for a very long time for all the damages that I'd done to my body and for putting myself in this situation in the first place, for having low self-esteem and body image that I hurt myself and would throw up and binge and create all this shit feelings. So that was hard to forgive myself for. I'm like, oh my God, I'm hurting my body and now I'm hurting my life. And it's all my fault because I sucked in the first place. Do you know what I mean? If you can relate to that, then... I hope you are excited for that future episode. But today, anyways, this is probably what we need to talk about first so we understand what the guilt and shame is. So before I keep yapping on about what it is without saying it, let's get into it, okay? And yes, I know I said yapping is my favorite word last time, but I'm going to say it again because me and my boyfriend love saying it to each other. It's so funny. (laughs) And I'm yapping again, so let's get into this episode. All right, all right, all right. Alright, so what is guilt? Guilt is described as a self-conscious emotion. By the way, thank you verywellmind.com for a lot of this awesome information. So these self-conscious emotions involve a lot of negative evaluations of yourself and having feelings of distress and feelings of failure. So that's what guilt is. And then there's this thing called the guilt complex. What is the guilt complex? The guilt complex refers to the persistent belief that you have done something wrong or that you will do something wrong. So although guilt complex may occur because of actual shit that you've fucked up and done, it can also happen because of things that you imagine or perceive. So if you have a low self-esteem and stuff and you've just maybe like had a lot of shit things happen, then you're just at this stage where you're like, I'm always fucking up, I've done this and that, so whatever I do... It's going to be shit and I'm going to feel guilty about it. And then you're just digging yourself in a hole. So some signs that you might be coping with a guilt complex are anxiety, insomnia, muscle tension, a lot of shitty preoccupation with the past, crying, regret, worry, and an upset stomach. Wow. When I was feeling a lot of guilt, I felt every single one of those. How about you? Even a few. They're shit feelings, aren't they? I mean, I've seen to always have a bit of trouble with sleeping, so not sure what category to put that in. I'm not diagnosed with insomnia, but I probably should go to the doctors, so you heard it here. 
this is my accountability to go get that done. I'm going to go see a doctor and ask, help me. I need to sleep properly because sleep is very important. So guilt complex can also lead to feelings of stress and difficulty sleeping, as we talked about. Um, having a loss of interest in, in things that you may have used to be interested in, feeling fatigued, having difficulty to concentrate, and having social withdrawals. Having this guilt complex can actually be extremely detrimental to your well-being because if you're stuck in this guilt cycle and just feeling shit, you start to think that you don't deserve to move on. And you just think so poorly of yourself that, yeah, you you don't think that you're worth healing, recovering, or you, you don't think you're worthy of moving on from whatever the hell it is that has happened. Relatable, once upon a time. And so then you start to try to punish yourself in different ways. Whether or not that's your eating disorder, you keep taking part of these unhealthy habits that you know are affecting you. But you keep doing it because you're just like, oh, I've put myself in this shit position. I suck for doing that in the first place and I'm destroying myself because I sucked in the first place and now I suck now and I'm just a rotten bastard that doesn't deserve to recover. So I'm just going to keep doing it and make myself feel even more shit and dig myself into a deeper hole of self-hatred and guilt. And then you're like, shame, 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 shame. You're shaming yourself and we'll get into shame soon, but yeah. That's the guilt complex that leads to feelings of shame and shit show. And because you're pulling away most likely from other people, let alone yourself, this can also sadly impact your relationships with other people and your social self, social supports. We've got to get rid of guilt, don't we? So yeah, the guilt complex is even if you haven't necessarily done something wrong, you assume it's your fault. And yes, of course, if you've actually done something wrong, then fix it up but that's not always necessarily the case so also with the help of self-love and having a higher self-esteem you can start to identify when times are that you actually have actually fucked up and you can work on it or if it's not and you're just blaming yourself maybe someone else is blaming you it is very important to establish that difference so that you're not always shaming and guilting and making yourself feel shit when you haven't done something wrong so self-love will really help with this because you see yourself in a in a better light. Because if you see yourself in a bad way with low self-esteem, you're just going to think everything's your fault because you feel so guilty and shameful about who you are. And you want to make yourself feel even worse almost by putting the blame on yourself for everything when it really might not be, okay? So... To go over the different types of guilt that there are, this will also help you kind of determine the situation you're in and what you should do about it. So if you have a situation on your mind right now, maybe it's your eating disorder situation, maybe it's something that you did, maybe you told someone to quit yapping and they didn't like it. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I love saying quit yapping, okay? I'm sure, I'm sure they know it's a joke and if not, then just let them know. That is just a fun word, okay? But anyways, there are several types of guilt categories that could lead to you feeling this guilt complex. So whatever it is that you're thinking about right now, hopefully you're thinking about something, so you're just like, Ali, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not thinking about anything. Have a consideration whether or not it's one of these or all of these or whatever. So we've got natural guilt. This is guilt that we should have in our life that I was talking about just a bit before that is actually appropriate to have. So it's when you've actually done something wrong and you genuinely feel bad about it and want to do something about it. You're obviously feeling guilt for a reason and you're feeling bad about what you did, so guilt is a normal response. And it can actually be helpful when you try to motivate yourself to take action and fix what you did or change the way that you behave or act or think or do so you don't have to feel this guilt again and maybe even hurt someone else. So when you use guilt as a, an emotion to react upon and be like, oh, I'm feeling shitty because I did something wrong, genuinely, and now I want to get rid of that feeling and what am I going to do about it? I'm going to make amends and I'm going to fix and sort my shit out. So when you use these feelings of guilt to perform good deeds and better yourself and your life, then fuck yeah, that's fine. It's okay to 
feel shit every once in a while if you're going to do something about it because that feeling that you have, the feeling of guilt, is yourself telling you that something needs to be changed. However, if you don't do anything about these guilt feelings and you don't address the feelings and you just either keep it bottled up or you're lingering on it and you're just feeling even more shit about it because you're not doing anything about it, then this is when it becomes on more dangerous territory and we're leading into the guilt complex here and then shame and then just feeling shit even longer than you need to. So, yeah, guilt is a shit feeling, especially when you're not actually doing anything about it and you're just hating on yourself constantly. And so you feel this guilt feeling and rather than doing anything about it, you just decided that you're such a shit person that you deserve to feel this shit way forever. So our next category of guilt is maladaptive guilt. This is when something out of your control has happened, but you feel like you could have helped in some sort of way. So even though there was nothing you could have necessarily done, it can lead to strong feelings of guilt and regret and shame because you're, you're taking responsibility for something that was out of your control, but to you, you've put this burden on yourself that you could have done something to stop it or prevent it or change the outcome. So an example of this could be... Oh, um, maybe it was a rainy day and your friend was coming up to your apartment and they slipped and fell and bruised their ankle or their knee or something like that. And you're taking responsibility because they're hurt and you feel like, oh, if I took an umbrella downstairs or or maybe if I um told them that it was raining, maybe they'd know, but even though it was clearly storming and they probably could have realized that, or maybe, uh, or maybe I could have told them to wear running shoes or slippery feet and uh, I don't know. So you're just finding some sort of way to put the blame on yourself when in reality, you didn't push your friend. So it's not your fault, but you're taking some sort of responsibility because they were on the way to your house. So as a little exercise for you to get more familiar on the different types of guilt, think of an example where you've responded to a situation that you felt guilty, you felt shameful when it really wasn't your fault and an outcome wasn't in your control, but you blamed yourself for it anyways. Think about it, acknowledge it, and then think of this example the next time you try to react the same way. Because once you become more conscious about what you're doing and how you're feeling, then you can work on it and you can change how you feel. And we're going in a positive direction. Okay, so our next type of guilt is known as guilty thoughts. So this is when you may be thinking something inappropriate or negative, for example, and you're not necessarily going to act on it, but you feel shit and you feel guilty now that you've thought such a thing, such a horrible thing, apparently. So at least to you, this is like a horrible thing to have even crossed your mind. You may not ever act on whatever it is you may be thinking, but because you've thought it, you're feeling guilty about that thought. And with that, then you may fear other people finding out all of these horrible thoughts that you're having and you fear what they'll think about that. And then we have existential guilt. So this is considered having guilt over injustices. So an example of existential guilt is known as survivor's guilt. This is a guilt that is felt when, say, for example, you are in a really good place, but someone that you care about or someone that you know is in a really bad place. So you're pretty much feeling guilty for being in a happy place with all rainbows and smiles and they're the opposite. So if we're thinking with fear at the thought of eating, for example, when it comes to eating disorders, this helps surround our eating disorders with guilt. So me, for example, I felt guilty when I ate. I felt guilty when I kept the food in and I felt guilty when I'd throw the food back up. And this anxious, guilty, fearful thoughts that I'm having just made my binge and purge routine stronger because I would look for that temporary relief when I would vomit the food back up like I just felt for a little bit okay that the food was now back out of me but then soon it would settle in and I'd feel my body would feel weak my head would feel like crap like all the anxious thoughts and guilty feelings that it just created this shitty routine but other ways you can experience this, like fear, anxious response is through restriction and over-exercising. Go check out the over-exercising podcast episode for more about that. So pretty much these feelings of guilt leads us to have more uncomfortable feelings and it makes us feel even worse about ourselves and our bodies and the whole position that we've put ourselves in, like the eating disorder. 
And so because we're feeling hopeless and shameful, we try to compensate that guilt by taking part of more destructive habits, creating that, whether it's over-exercising, it's purging, it's restricting, and we try to seek control in some sort of destructive way. But remember that the true control will come once the eating disorder is gone. Your mission, whether you choose to accept it, is to banish the eating disorder. And I'm telling you, you'll be so grateful and so happy once you, you, have put in all this amazing and tremendous and hard, consistent work to better yourself and to better your life. And you'll come out stronger and better than ever. So I look forward to seeing that. So then, if that is guilt, then what is shame? So shame is the perception of having done something that is immoral, dishonorable, improper or unethical. So this then leads to having feelings of embarrassment or humiliation. And people that feel this shame usually try to hide it because they're feeling ashamed. And sometimes it can actually be hard to identify that shame is what you were feeling. So although you may like feel, oh, let's hide that, I don't want anyone to know, or you're just like, wow, that was embarrassing, oh my goodness, you might not realize at the time that shame is actually what you're feeling. So unless you're saying in your head, shame, or someone's yelled shame at you, like, remember that it's a perceptual thing. So, so although shame is considered most of the time as a negative emotion to have, without it, laws, cultural norms, and social consideration may not be considered or cared about. Everyone will just be doing whatever the hell they want to do. So shame can help people be kind. So then when does shame become harmful? Well, let me tell you. It becomes extremely harmful when it is first of all internalized and it becomes a way for you to feel just completely down on yourself. Beat yourself up. Also, can you believe, speaking of beat yourself up, I always say beat yourself down I don't know why I just don't I think it's because honestly beat yourself up I'm thinking up is a you know you're going up you're being happy you're 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 rising you're going places you're happy so whenever I say beat yourself down it's I'm kind of saying like it's not a good thing to do that but then I had this thought the other day I'm like hmm I say beat yourself down a lot and something about it just still doesn't sit right with me. So you know what I did that I should have done a while ago? I just didn't, it it didn't cross my mind that there's such thing as Google. But what did I do? I, I decided to Google it. And yep, it's definitely beat yourself up. So if you've been listening to these episodes and you're like, Ali, what the fuck is beating yourself down? That was my logic behind it. Because obviously you're not beating yourself up to happy places. You're beating yourself down to unhappy and unhelpful places so that's what I mean okay so clarification here right now you heard it here first beat yourself down should be the new thing just because I said so anyways so shame can be harmful to you if you are harshly evaluating yourself as a whole so you you know you're calling yourself a failure we don't like that word we're just putting ourselves down as like a complete shit human whereas like if there's areas in your life that you think I could improve then fair enough, work on that. That's not that's not necessarily shaming yourself. You're just seeing parts of your life that you're like, yep, I could do better. And then you do better. But if you're just calling yourself a, a shit bitch and constantly finding everything that you can that is wrong with you and you're looking at yourself as a whole, as a bad person and just useless. And, and hey, to be fair, if almost every part of your life need some upgrading then fair enough but do something about it don't just shame job yourself and think that you're a shitty despicable human being for the rest of your life so if you're self-reflecting and you're like okay yeah actually you know what maybe I'm a bit of a wreck right now that needs some upgrading then sure go for it but if you're just in this very like dark and unhappy place where all you can do is find everything wrong with you and have no belief or courage in yourself to want to do anything about it you're just like once again with the guilt you feel like you don't deserve any change and you don't deserve to feel happy and you don't deserve to feel in a better place then that is when it becomes harmful so shame has a lot to do with your worth your self-worth so remember that you have value and you are worth the change shame job the shame we don't need you shame 
unless it's to be kind to everyone. Okay, that's a different story. So I'm going to name a few signs that may show whether or not you have shame. So say thank you to psychiatrist Peter Bregan for creating this list. So signs that you may have shame include feeling sensitive, feeling unappreciated, feeling rejected, feeling used, feeling like you have little impact, having uncontrollable blushing. By the way, keep in mind that all of these points could be relevant, but they could also have absolutely nothing to do with it. Like maybe you are being unappreciated from someone and that could be true, but these are just common signs of feeling shame, especially if you have low self-worth. Anyways, so another sign of having shame is being worried what other people think about you. Worrying that you aren't treated with respect. Feeling like others take advantage of you. Not wanting to share your thoughts or your feelings because you are afraid to be embarrassed. Always wanting to have the last word. Being afraid to look inappropriate or stupid. Being more worried about failure than doing something immoral. Feeling like an outsider or that you are different or left out. Not wanting to be the centre of attention. Feeling suspicious or like you can't trust others. Being a perfectionist. Being a wallflower. Wanting to shut people out or withdraw. Feeling that you can't be your true self. Losing your identity. Feeling inadequate. Having feelings of regret. Feeling dishonourable. Or trying to hide your true self. Let that sink in. Have a think about whether or not any of these resemble with you. Maybe it has something to do completely with something else. Maybe someone really is being an asshole to you. But if you do find a pattern in your thoughts, maybe you are constantly feeling like everyone is being an asshole to you. And there's this awesome quote that I think I've shared this before. Maybe, maybe not. I think I have. Let's just say the quote. That if you think everyone is the asshole, you are probably the asshole. And yes, that's helped me realize in parts of my life that I have been the asshole. The asshole. Anyways, um, so we've got behaviors now that people do when they feel shame. Keeping your head hung low. Looking down instead of looking people in the eyes. Like imagine you just got caught doing something naughty. And they're like, hey, hey, you. And then you can't look them in the eyes because you're like, fuck, that was shameful. Something like that. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another behavior of shame is feeling frozen or unable to move, stuttering when you try to speak, talking in an overly soft voice, not being able to act spontaneously, hiding yourself from others, and crying if you feel shame or embarrassment. So I want you to think of a time where maybe you have felt shame. Whatever it is, Think about if any of these actions took place or any of these signs happened. And if not, next time you're feeling these thoughts of shame, think about these behaviors and these signs, and then you can identify that you were feeling shameful. You can get out of that shame. But if obviously if there's something that you need to do about it, then work on it and get rid of the unnecessary shameful thoughts and feelings. So Oxford University Press has created four categories of shameful behavior. What are you? Take this quiz and find out. Well, I'm just going to read the different options to you, okay? There's four. The first one is hot response. So the hot response are things that you do when you feel ashamed and defensive. So imagine hot, not sauna-related hot, but you're, you're just having this lash out. You know how people say, um, what's that? When you're seeing red, so you start lashing out in anger, you start attacking the person, and you do this in order to deflect the attention from yourself. So the hot response is considered usually as an impulsive reaction. So your brain says, shame, and you're like, Dag! and then you start attacking. So our second category of shame is behaviors to cope with or conceal shame. So we just talked about some of these behaviors, but it's like trying to avoid being the center of attention or not sharing how you truly think and feel. You're trying to make yourself feel small. You're trying to self-protect and therefore you're concealing yourself. But this is a response to feeling shame. Is this you? Category number three is safety behaviors to avoid shame or being discovered, being exposed. So you're feeling shame. And so you start apologizing, you're crying, and you're trying to avoid that conflict. So if you have a tendency to try to avoid conflict or being emotional, you are more likely to engage in safety behaviors. If you're wondering what safety behaviors are, it is a coping behavior used to reduce anxiety and fear when feeling threatened. So if you're in a social situation, for example, you may start to come up with excuses to avoid being in an uncomfortable situation, even if it's just potentially like uncomfortable. You're just like, yep, yep, I'm out, smell you later. So in the short term, it can seem like a way to reduce anxiety because you're getting out of that situation, whatever it is. But in the long term, it can cause a lot of prolonged anxiety and fear. And this anxiety and fear will begin to be felt even for non-threatening situations. And our last category of shame is behaviors to repair shame. This is when you do things or say things to yourself in order to soothe or apologize for something that you've done. So if you forgot your best friend's birthday, you might say to yourself, oh, I've been so busy. I had this on, I had that on. I got poked in the eye at the sauna and now it's very red. I hurt my earring and now (laughs) I can't function and you're just coming up with all of these things to almost excuse whatever it is or deflect whatever it is that you did or as a way of apologizing you may start to do certain gestures as a way of apologizing for whatever it is that you've done to make up for forgetting their birthday so now that we've gone over the different categories of shame we'll go into the impacts of shame have a think about whether you've experienced any of these following impacts and whether you like it i'm sure it's going to be a big fat no but once again acknowledgement can lead to dealing with these feelings and emotions and making them better ones and just before i go into that quickly i want to say that when i was struggling with my eating disorder 
I went through all of those different categories. Like, for example, with the hot response, if <laughs> someone was to ask me, oh, why are you so skinny? Or, you know, what are you doing in the bathroom? I'd just be like, what are you doing in the bathroom? Like, I don't know what I'd say, but I can't think of anything at the top of my head right now. But I'd always have some sort of way to deflect it and just getting all like self, like very defensive. And in separate times, I would just be like, why do you want to know? And like, just stuff like that. I'd also like just feel really shit about myself, obviously, for taking part of these destructive behaviors. And so I'd make myself feel small. If I was going to go to the toilet, I'd try to make it as unnoticeable as possible, you know, not wanting to be the center of attention. And obviously, I was not sharing how I truly thought and felt. I was struggling and I refused to say anything because I was trying to protect, I was trying to protect my eating disorder. I was trying to hide it from the world so that I didn't have to get rid of it. The safety behavior ones, I feel like I generally did that for everything. I'd always be apologizing and crying and feeling shit about things that I've done and just always like beating myself up, up about it. Even if come to think about it back to the date, I probably didn't need to put myself down for half of it and apologize for half of it. Some for sure. But yeah, that was a big common reaction that I would have just like being absolutely like truly I was so upset with myself and feeling so shameful for things that I'd done so yeah that was my very anxious upsetting shameful way of reacting to things and with the last category for sure was I always trying to come up with excuses as to why I had an eating disorder oh you know to make me be skinny it's gonna make me feel good eventually oh my gosh you know I've lost so much weight I can obviously minus the amount that I had before to now but I mean even when saying that I still didn't see myself as quote-unquote skinny I just still felt really low and horrible about myself but obviously I can count numbers and know that I had lost some weight so I'm like even if I can't see it I know that something is happening even if I don't believe it so yeah, that's my experience with all of those different categories. I'd love to hear yours because that tells me that you've been able to identify what it is that you've been feeling and how we can then change it and work on it. Remember, if we identify the cause, we can then work on it. Like how do we expect to work on anything that we haven't even figured out needs to be addressed? So shame can impact you because it can make you feel like you are flawed or there's something wrong with you. It can lead to addictions, example, alcohol, drugs, spending, and sex. It can lead to being socially withdrawn. It can lead you to become very defensive and shame others in return. And then it can lead you to bully others. It may lead you to have a narcissistic personality because you're going to inflate your ego in order to hide the belief that you actually don't have any worth or value. It may lead you to feel depressed or feel sadness it can lead to physical health problems. It can lead you to have a lower self-esteem. It may leave you feeling empty, worn out or lonely. And it may make it harder for you to trust other people. It may make it harder for you to stop feeling like everyone is judging you, which is what leads you to feel socially withdrawn, which can then make it hard for you to see a psychologist or take part in therapy. Impacts of shame may make you into a people pleaser it may lead you to become a perfectionist or an overachiever because you're trying to make up for all of these feelings of shame that you have. It may cause you to struggle to speak up because you're afraid of saying the wrong thing. And another impact of feeling shame can lead to you taking part of very compulsive or excessive behaviours. So this includes like having a strict diet, excessive cleaning, overworking or having too high standards in general. So pretty much when you feel shame, they lead to more feelings of shame which lead to more feelings of shame, which creates this cycle of shame. So doesn't it feel better when you have these initial feelings of shame that you do something about it so that you can avoid this shitty cycle? That's right, it does. So then, whether or not we're consciously or unconsciously choosing to feel this shame, as in there's nothing in the world that we can do to try and solve this problem, that it's just better to feel shit about ourselves. This is when the brain then triggers a fear response in order to protect us from feeling shame and all the other shit emotions that come with it. So that's when it leads to all of the signs and behaviors of shame that we just talked about. 
So when we feel this shame from others, our brain most often reacts with this fear response. This is known as the fawn or flight. Thank you, Paul Gilbert. So the fawn is when we adopt the submissive role. We blame ourselves for what has happened, even if none or at least some of the blame does not belong to you. So it's kind of what I was talking about before when I said that we're just feeling all sad and we're like apologizing for all of the shit that may not even have been our fault. But because we have like that low self-esteem, that low self-worth, we're just like, yep, that's me. I'm the bastard. So then on the other side, there's the fight response. This is when you become dominant or aggressive. You're feeling that shame and you try to overpower, bully or attack the other person. So what do you think that you do when you feel shame? Do you have the fawn approach or do you have the fight approach? Have a think. Let me know. We can do something about it once you acknowledge it. Okay? So shame and guilt are normally confused with each other. But in reality, they are actually two different things. So guilt is generally felt when you've done something wrong or you've taken part of some sort of behavior that you feel bad about. So this is obviously why when it comes to, for example, binge and purge, when you binge and purge, this is a behavior that you have taken part of and then you feel guilty for doing it. And this is as well as even eating food when we feel guilty because we've taken part of an action. It's something that we've done that is making us feel bad. Even though eating food is not wrong to us, it feels wrong, which is why we then feel guilt. So shame, on the other hand, refers to our character or who we are as a person that just makes us feel shameful because it's unacceptable to feel this way. So then back to relating it with the eating disorder, this is when we feel like we're not good enough. So we haven't necessarily done anything wrong. It is just that we feel very shameful about who we are. So for example, with me, I felt big and I felt like being big was a bad thing. Everyone is beautiful. doesn't matter the size. It is about loving ourselves. But because I thought of being big as such a horrible thing, that made me feel shameful about who I was. So shame is pretty much when you don't feel good enough or you don't like who you are. And guilt is when you've taken part of wrong actions and regret what you've done. So yes, both guilt and shame involve us having to do something about it in order to get rid of those feelings. They are actually both made up of different brain chemistry. So here's where it becomes very important on how we personally try to deal with these shameful and guilty feelings. So say you've made a mistake. You have the choice to feel this guilt for what you have done and then feel motivated to do something about it and fix the mistake that you have made or learn from it and do better next time. Or you can choose to feel shameful, worthless and depressed for what you have done. And trust me, I groveled for so long and so many things that made me feel so shameful. But once I grew that self-love and allowed myself to forgive myself, then I was able to learn from my mistakes and be better. So if we keep feeling shameful, any future mistake is more likely to become very shame-based and self-critical and damage our self-worth. So for the brain side of things, for a person without an eating disorder, for example, their brain will respond to eating food as an exciting feeling, a rewarding feeling, a happy feeling. However, if you have an eating disorder, your brain is wired in a different way and responds differently. So your reward center generates fear instead. You start fearing having weight gain or seeing your body get bigger and therefore food is seen as a threat. So both guilt and shame trigger fear responses in the brain. However, because guilt is based on our actions, we have a greater urge to rectify the actions that made us feel guilty. And so our brain knows that emotions influence our behavior. So if you feel guilty for eating a meal, your brain is saying that you should go purge that meal up in order to rectify this guilty feeling that you were having. So another example is if you feel fat for eating, your brain is going to try to rectify those actions and want you to skip a meal next time or go exercise. So this is why self-love is so important so that when you are having these fear and anxiety to do with your eating disorder, you will start to be able to not give into it. But you're rewiring your brain to let go of the shame and to do something about the guilt that you were feeling. So maybe you're having thoughts like, I shouldn't have eaten that or what I ate was too much. If I eat this, I'm going to be fat. I'm going to be fat if I keep this food in me. I'm going to feel worse if I keep this food in me. I'm a failure and I'm fat now because I had that extra bite of food. 
Or maybe you're asking yourself, how can you make up for eating a meal? Maybe you're saying to yourself, you have no control, you can't stop eating. Maybe you're telling yourself you should have eaten something else instead, or you shouldn't have eaten at all. This is you feeling guilty for eating and shameful for how it is making you feel about yourself. And this is your inner voice that has become so regular and consistent in your life for so long, unhelpfully, that it becomes almost like a natural autopilot response to feed yourself with all of this crap that you don't need to be giving yourself. So as your guilt grows, you start to trust it more than what you actually need. So if you convince yourself that eating, say, carbs or sugar is bad, then when you eat bread or pasta or drink an iced coffee, you feel incredible guilt. And what you're believing isn't even the truth. But because you've engraved it in your head and you're associating it with guilty feelings, it just gets stronger and harder to break. But I want you to remember that this is your eating disorder telling you what it wants you to believe to be the truth. It's a liar! So these feelings of shame means that we are not there for ourselves when we need it. So say we overeat and we're feeling guilty. If we already think of ourselves with very low self-worth, when we've done something that is making us feel guilty, even if it shouldn't, like eating something, then we start to feel this horrible sense of shame because it was our actions of eating, which is completely normal. We feel shameful and we start beating ourselves up because it was us that ate the food. So it's not just about what we are doing, like eating something, but it is about the emotions that we are feeling behind the action. So another example as well is when I relapsed and I hadn't grown much self-love yet. I started shaming myself and putting myself down. Oh, that's what it is. It's putting yourself down and beating yourself up. Jeez. The ironic that I'm talking about the difference between guilt and shame and I mixed up two sayings. Doesn't matter. See, I learned from it. I know now. Anyway, so when I relapsed, I started shaming myself because I was just like, oh, you know what? You failed again. You're worthless. Why'd you bother fucking trying anything? I felt guilty for listening to my eating disorder voice again. And therefore, I started criticizing myself and feeling shameful and worthless for the action that I had done. And even with my binge and purge cycle, I felt guilty for eating, which led to me feeling shame for eating which led me to trying to resolve that guilty feeling by going and vomiting it up, which made me feel shameful because I know it was bad for me, which made me feel even less about myself. And then there goes the shitty cycle on repeat. Can you relate? The shame is what is keeping this eating disorder shitty cycle from stopping. So how can we do this? First of all, you already know what I'm going to say. It is to grow your self-love. We need to be kinder to ourselves. We need to be more empathetic with ourselves and understand that this is a struggle that we have faced for a long time, but it can be changed. So go listen to all of those self-loving tips and don't just listen to them, work on them because you will start to feel less shame. And I want you to think, if you're struggling to give yourself any compassion because you're just seeing yourself in such a negative way, I want you to imagine that that voice inside your head is speaking to your loved ones, whoever they are. Imagine someone that you extremely deeply care for and the inner voice that is putting you down is actually putting them down. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How does that make you feel? How? It's not going to feel very nice because... No one should be talked to that way. You're probably thinking, oh my gosh, my loved one doesn't deserve to feel that way or be talked to that way. Well, it goes the same for you. Okay, you got to stop that voice. And when you put it in uno reverse, flip the switch, imagine them in your shoes. It doesn't feel that great. So you should treat yourself as you would treat your loved ones. 
Another way that you can try to get rid of these feelings of shame is to get rid of the word shouldn't associated with food. So if you're always saying to yourself, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have eaten that. I shouldn't eat this because I'm going to get fat. Then I want you to get rid of the word and flip it around. So instead of saying, I shouldn't eat this because it's going to make me fat. You can either suggest something else like I should eat this because it's going to make me feel better. Then I want you to write down every time that you were telling yourself that you shouldn't do something. Write it down what it is that you're telling yourself that you shouldn't do and then assess why it is that you believe that you shouldn't do it. Then I want you to try switch it around and say I should instead. I should eat a meal because that's what my body needs. It needs food and nutrition to function. So find the shouldn't and then switch it with a should. And you can start on the theory side first and just write it all down if that feels better to you. But eventually, as you get more familiar with your patterns and what you were actually saying that you shouldn't do, you can then try and put it into practice. So the next thing that you can try to do to get rid of the guilt and the shame is to really become, and this will get better with practice, but become aware and conscious of when you were feeling this guilt and the shame. Write this all down too. It's going to be like your journal and use it for every part of your life, not just specifically eating disorders, but obviously it will be very helpful to do when you are feeling guilty and shameful about yourself, your body and your relationship with food. So I'm sure we all know what that actual guilty and shameful feeling feels like. It feels very unpleasant. So when you start to feel that, I want you to try and make that conscious effort to pick up on it as feeling guilt or shame. Write it down what it is that's made you feel this and what it is that you actually feel. Like try to describe it. Try to describe what your inner voice is telling you. It's probably not going to be very nice, but what you were doing is acknowledging all of these times that you were feeling guilt and shame. And you're going to pick up patterns and behaviors that you were taking part of that are making you feel this way. And some of these patterns and behaviors are actually just going to be normal things like eating food. That is, we need food to function. But then once you've been able to establish these patterns and behaviors, you will become more aware of which ones of those is your eating disorder telling you is a problem and ones that may actually be a problem. The next thing that you can do is try to write down all of these self-proclaimed rules that you have given yourself. So maybe a rule of yours is that if you eat more than a few bitefuls, you're going to purge it out because that is too much when it's not. But you're going to write down these rules that you have and then establish why it is that you believe that this should be a rule in your life. So set it up in a table, one side your rule, and then the other side can be your belief. So my rule is, if I eat anything, I must go to the gym straight afterwards. And your belief for that is because if you don't exercise, then you're going to get fat. Or if you eat more than a few bites of your meal, you then have to skip the next meal because you believe that how much you ate is too much food and you will get fat if you eat any more. So therefore, you need to restrict. So we're pretty much trying to unlearn these beliefs that we have taught ourselves. And we're trying to switch the language that our eating disorder is telling us. So say you binged a meal. Instead of putting yourself down and saying, oh my gosh, I did it again. I'm going to get fat. I'm going to get big. Um, I'm going to have to purge it out or I'm going to have to restrict my next meal. I'm so worthless. I have no control. I'm a failure. You're going to change these sentences around. So I also want you to write down, this is another tip, write down all of these put downs that you were giving yourself. And then here comes the hard part. I want you to switch it again. So say you write down all of these shitty things that we just said about, you know, feeling worthless and a failure. I want you to write the opposite of it. So instead of saying that, I want you to say, I overate today. I feel a bit uncomfortable and very full. So I'm going to learn from this and try harder next time to maybe try to pre-portion how much I eat before and see whether or not that amount made me feel full so not only are you going to say to yourself the opposite of what you normally say to yourself like from put down to positive learning experience I want you to then try to come up with a solution and it may be hard at first but keep trying and keep attempting to come up with something and soon and especially as that self-love grows it will become easier and solutions and suggestions will just come flying my next tip is to unfollow all of the accounts unsubscribe whatever it is get rid of the accounts that you look at and it starts to make you feel shameful about who you are you're comparing you're just putting yourself down for no fucking reason because you are beautiful and you feel this every time you look at their page or you're scrolling through maybe you start stalking like wow 
don't I wish I had that booty or wow, I wish I had that flat stomach. Yeah, well, unhelpful, get rid of it, unfollow. If it is making you put yourself down and feel worthless or less worthy because of someone else, then fuck it off. Seriously, not worth it. And be honest with yourself, if there's someone you're even thinking of right now that every time you look at their page, you're like, yeah, you're beautiful, and I'm sure they are, but it's putting yourself into a bad mental state, then you need to unfollow them for you. As, as small of a step as it may seem, like not much effort, you literally click on it, it can actually be a hard thing to do. So I want you to do this for yourself in order to get rid of these unnecessary hurtful feelings and thoughts that you were giving yourself about yourself because of someone else. So my next tip of how to get rid of the guilt and the shame when you eat is to try and mindfully eat. Be present, go listen to the Emotionally Eating podcast for a more in-depth of all of this shit that I'm about to say. But pretty much you want to be able to be in the present, have a wonderful sensory experience where you're actually, you know, you could try to be a master chef judge. You're tasting the taste, obviously. Uh, you're going to smell all of those lovely flavors that are coming into your senses and your nostrils. Go touch your food if you need to, to be part of the touching senses as well. But be in that moment, be like, wow. And, and you can even cook it as well. That will help with touching so you don't have to destroy your food by grabbing it. But you want to appreciate what it is that you were eating and why. And if it helps, pre-portion that meal. Get smaller bowls and plates so that it still you can fill up your meal to the top of the bowl or the plate. But you're actually eating less than you were before. And take a mental note of that so you're like, wow, like I'm still eating a full meal, as you should be. But I'm eating a more appropriate amount that still makes me have eaten enough, but not feel shit about it. Woo! My next tip is to ask for help. Please don't be afraid to ask for help. If you feel like you need an accountability buddy or maybe you want to speak to your doctor or you can speak to me as well, here for you, love you, do that. It is okay to ask for help. And if you have a friend or a partner or someone in your family that can be your accountability partner, can remind you kindly like what it is your mission is, make a secret like code with each other so that when they notice that you're maybe taking part of some of your binging habits or whatever it is to do with your eating disorder, they can say to you, you're yapping. Use that as your code word, please. I would love that. So next time you seem like you may be about to binge, your friend can say to you, you're yapping again. And you could be like, ah, oh, yeah, eat with Ali equals yapping equals I'm trying to mindfully eat and stop these destructive, guilty, shameful behaviors. And they go, yapping, yapping yapping I'm yapping and then you can stop the yapping or the extra eating and so I want you with all of these it has a lot to do with identifying what it is and when it is that you were feeling the skills and the shame and you're trying to find these habits and the patterns so that you can conquer it so your mission if you choose to accept I hope you do is to start recording every time that you are putting yourself down literally everything we just talked about all of these tips and look for the patterns. It's going to take time and consistency and repetition, but the more you put your mind and focus onto doing this, it will become your new autopilot. And doesn't that sound much better? Identifying what it is that is setting you back from being your happiest and greatest version of you, and then doing something about it. Woohoo! And I want you to validate the way that you feel. If you are feeling guilty or shameful, be compassionate with yourself. You deserve that compassion just as much as you would give your loved ones. Be kind to yourself. And it will be hard to acknowledge all of these shitty things that you feel about yourself and why it is that you feel that way. But once you do it, you can then do something about it. And once again, I'm referring back to those self-loving tips. And I want you to start every day giving yourself grateful thoughts, giving you both about your appearance and who you are as a person as well. Do three of each. If that's too hard, at least do three total. Also look for helpful affirmations. <laughs> Stick it all over your bedroom. Stick it on the mirror. So if you must look at yourself, you have to read that quote first and then you can lift it off because you are beautiful. But if it helps, cover your whole mirror with these affirmations so that you're not even going to try to put yourself down. And eventually... Once you get all this self-love and goodness and greatness inside of your head, you can take those affirmations off the mirror and look at yourself and be like, fuck yeah, that's right. I am beautiful. And honestly, yes, 
this will be a process but it is worth the process and I know that you have the strength to achieve this and if you've come this far even better it just shows how empowered inspired and ready that you are to do this get excited you can do this you can do this okay be grateful literally you're grateful for today i've got one for you already for listening to ali yapon for almost an hour again good job good good job but like remember even if you listen to all of this once again i'll tell you again you can listen to this you can listen to me yapon but until you put all of this into practice and all the other episodes, especially the self-loving ones, of course, of course, nothing will change. Your soft actions are listening to these podcast episodes and the hard actions are putting the tips into practice. So go get them, Tiger. You got this. So establish the difference between what you're feeling that is guilt and shame. Acknowledge it. Once you've acknowledged the beast, it can't stop hiding from you and making you feel shit without your knowing. So then you can work on it and get rid of it. And you will the more that you practice this all and the more that you grow your self-love. And you are worthy of love, okay? Stop letting your eating disorder give you shit. It is the shit and it will be going away. Flush it down that goddamn toilet. All right. Thank you for listening. I hope you have identified the difference between what you are feeling that is guilt and what it is that you are feeling that is shame. And I hope you're excited as I am to fuck them all off. Except if you're using your mistake to better yourself and do something about it, then that's okay. Obviously, we all make mistakes and it's about learning from it, not become shameful and even more self-hating, which we don't need to do. Okay, stay beautiful, all of you. Stay strong, stay empowered. And remember to eat with Allie.